Welcome to Dream Big and Implement Small. I'm Janessa Durrani. As an empowerment coach, I help women discover their meaning outside of motherhood and the energy to pursue it so that they can feel whole once again. I do that through one-on-one coaching, small group coaching, and I host an online community for women called A Daily Practice. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how to dream big and implement small to go from chaos to calm. Before we get started, my friend, I want to share with you my next challenge within the Daily Practice community. It's called Come to Center, a five-day holiday challenge, and it'll launch on December 19th. This is the week prior to Christmas, and it is a make it or break it week. And I want to support you all to assure it doesn't break you. Each day, I will post a prompt, meditation, or activity that will take no more than 10 minutes and will help bring you back to center, to give you a moment to breathe, to collect yourself, to relax your body and your mind, if only for a few minutes. Our goal is to come to January 1st ourselves and not a depleted mess. So join the challenge at adailypractice.mn.co or check out today's show notes. So last week we talked about doing a hard reset, kind of like rebooting your machine. It should also be noted that I did get a new laptop, but it is for my birthday, in case you were listening last week. But it is still just sitting there charging because I don't have it in me to like load everything on it and so forth. This is where I want a magical IT person who is not my husband to come and get it all set up. But in any case, so last week, it was all about doing this hard reset and kind of starting fresh. And this week, I want to talk about setting ourselves up for success. And that's a design process. And most of you know that I am a designer. That's my original profession. I have been designing since I was 10 years old and I chose the profession. And even though I now use it in a completely different way, Once you understand the process and the methodology around design, there isn't any problem you cannot solve. So, so often we have these initiatives or practices that we want to put into place and they just, we can't get them to stick. Okay. So that's where I want to talk about today on backing it up and looking at it from its root cause and going forward kind of in this design process. So if you've ever designed anything, a kitchen, a renovation, a custom pair of shoes, the process is the same. First, we have to understand what's not working. What is it that we want? Why do we want it? And what is keeping us currently from being able to have it? And then what can we put into place to make it easy to have said thing? And then, like every design project, there's a build. There's an actual putting into place and doing. 
And then there's always the punch list. That is, okay, we thought this was going to work. Now we need to tweak it. Okay. So recently I have been in this place of it's time to go upstairs. I go upstairs and I know I really should wash my face because, you know, I'm 51 and I probably should have started washing my face when I was 21. But wash my face and floss my teeth and do all the things. And this was a practice that I had finally gotten down this summer. Like I did not miss a day of closing out my day with an evening practice. And then I came home late one night and skipped it. And then the next day I skipped it again. And if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, you'll know it's one, th- everyone's going to miss a day. It's missing the second day. The second day is like, that's where we start to slide. And one thing after another, now I can't remember the last time I washed my face at nighttime. And I love how it feels and so forth, but I just have gotten out of practice. So this week I've been thinking, okay, I really want to be able to get back into that practice. So that's first, the intention. What is it that we want? For me, in this situation, I want to have a clean face and a crap ton of moisturizer before I go to bed. And why do I want this? Because I really don't want to be a wrinkly mess. And I do love the feel of my skin when it is well moisturized. And every time I go for a facial, she's always like, oh, you're a little dehydrated. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. So we have to have a reason. It can't be a should. There has to be, you have to feel it. You have to like, you have to care, okay? And we don't copy other people's practices just because Mary has them. Mary does this, and so I should do this. Mary's happy, so I'll be happier if I wash my face. It doesn't work that way. So I was like, okay, I do want this. I do want this, and I was doing this. But what is keeping me from doing it now? Now, one part is just that I got out of practice, and I need just need to suck it up, buttercup, right? That's what we always like. I know that I, you know, I used to run 10 miles a week, and now I just need to put on my shoes. I know, I know. Knowing is not enough. So what actually is standing in my way? So when this practice was really in full swing, it was summertime. And you know how it's summertime, you get like kind of schvitzy all day and, and so forth. And washing my face was like, I could like clean off the day. And I was, it was kind of a way of cooling me off and so forth. But now it's cold outside. And by the time I come upstairs to go to bed, I just want to crawl in under the covers and go to sleep. The thought of putting even warm water on my face seems cold to me. And so thus, I just I just can't bring myself to do it. I don't want to be wet right before I go to bed. I want, I want to be warm. So... That was like, oh, well, that's a whole different situation. 
So then I started to look at what could I do in simple changes to make it easy peasy for me to make sure that before I go to bed, I have washed my face. So I don't want to wash my face right before I go to bed. That is the problem. So back the truck up, how could I schedule it at a different time? So one of the things that I also have an issue with, and we won't go into all the things Janessa needs to change in her life, but I have a hard time stopping work and starting life in that five to six o'clock range. And so this has always been a challenge for me. I love the work that I do. Where I sit is comfortable. Where it is is cozy. And so it's hard for me to get up and transition and now be available to everyone. So I've decided that I'm going to move my face washing to that break. So at five o'clock. Now, granted, it's not before I go to It is before I go to bed. It's just not right before I go to bed. So I don't do a lot between six o'clock and when I go to bed. So it's not like I'm going to get dirty again. So leave the office, go upstairs, put my jammies on, wash my face, and then and moisturize the crap out of my face, and then come down and get dinner ready and so forth. So then it goes into how can I put things in place so it is easy. So another part of my evening routine was wash my face and floss my teeth. Not a big flosser, guys. I remember going to the dentist and they would say, when did, um, how often do you floss? Like when I get something stuck in my teeth. They're like, how often is that? I'm like, "Mm, I have steak a couple times a month. So I really, flossing was, is like, was not a preventative measure for me. It was more of a reactive measure. So again, when I was washing my face, I was flossing like a champ. So I now typically brush my teeth right after dinner and we have a bathroom downstairs and I do that to close my mouth off from saying, oh yes, let's eat something after dinner. I brush my teeth right away. And so I have put my floss with my toothbrush and toothpaste in the downstairs bathroom so that I will brush and floss there right after dinner. And then there was one other piece of my evening routine which is to put essential oils in my diffuser. Again, it's just nudgy enough that I'm like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it's like a week has gone by and I have not diffused anything when I go to sleep. And you know, I'm really, really obsessed with my sleep. So now I set my diffuser up in the morning so it's all ready and all I have to do is turn it on at night. So thus, by the time I come upstairs to go to bed, I can snuggle in under my covers, get out my book, read, and then shut the light off and put my head on the pillow and everything is all set for me. 
So again, these are the steps. What is it that you want and why? We were going to cross out any shoulds. What's currently standing in your way? And this is what you should think of what's currently standing in your way. This is me saying like, well, I was I was washing my face every single day for months and I had no problem. So I could just go back to that. But times have changed. It's a new season. If you haven't run in three years, you're a different person. So what is it now that's keeping you from going? And then what can you do to combat those things? What are the things, what are the simple, either moving things to make it easier for you to access or simply making scheduling changes like I did so that it will make it easy. We take all the resistance out of it. Those who are wanting to exercise, you've heard this a million times, keep your gym bag at the end of the bed. You know, it's cliche, but it's true. You could sleep in your workout clothes. They don't need to know. Make it easy peasy. And again, make it small. If you were, you know, if I was doing a 10-point full-on skincare routine that took 15 to 20 minutes, you know I would have had to have worked up to that. So when you start over in these situations, you start at square one, not where you were. So again, using that running analogy, which you know I love to make running analogies, even though I am never going to run anywhere. You don't say, well, I used to run 10 miles a day, And so then you go and try to run 10 miles a day and it's been months or years since you've run. Literally, as I say, put your sneakers on and walk outside. I have a client right now who is really wanting to get exercise back into her routine. And so she was like, I'll feel so much better when I exercise two hours a day. I'm like, it's never going to happen. You're not going to do it. You don't have two hours to spend. And if you did you would find a way to fill it up with something else because that's just the nature of what we are. We don't want to spend two hours on ourselves. We do intellectually, but we won't ever let it happen. So I said for this week, I want you to go and park in the parking lot of the Y. If you go in, awesome. If you actually exercise, huge gravy. But this week, your goal is just to drive to the Y and park in the parking lot because you're not going to exercise unless you've done that step. And until you can get that step into your routine, you're not going to do the other steps. You can't exercise two hours at the Y if you don't ever even get to the Y. Now, these are all easy, not easy, simple steps for you to ascertain your own own practices and things that you're wanting to initiate for yourself because you're the only one at stake here. But what about when this comes in a family situation, when you're wanting to change kind of how the family operates, or if you're wanting, you know, you and your husband want to have a date night, but you can never get a date night figured out. So you can do all the work you want, 
but there's another person involved in that. So now it becomes a collaborative process. And this is where, you know, as a designer, there's often multiple clients that you're having to get all of their input and then find a solution that works for everyone. And this is the stuff that I live for. So again, I was the queen of family dinners. It was my platform. If I was running for a political office, I would have run on the platform that family dinner is imperative, is what I stand for. I had a whole blog about it. Like it it means something to me. It has meant something to me. And we were champions at it. But just like me letting go of my washing my face a little bit over time, herein lies the Durrani family, where we are like ships passing in the freaking night and everyone is eating their own things at different times. And even when we're all home, by the time I sit down with my food, they're gone and onto homework and yada, 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 and the screen. So my first solution was just to do the easy one. When I really want, going back to this methodology, what I really want is everyone to eat together. And there's another way of thinking about this, not only what's standing in our way, but when was it working and what what can we bring into play from past times when it was working into now? So for us, we are huge road chippers. And I... We would go out to eat, I mean, three times a day. And so thus we were always together. We play, we have a game bag that we take to restaurants and we play Uno and Exploding Kittens and Tenzi and such. And and it's like, I love our road trips. If even just for that purpose is that we're always kind of facing each other while we're eating and that we can just sit and be. So a few weeks ago, I instituted Sunday night dinner out, which seems counterintuitive to wanting family dinner, so we have to leave the house. But this was my first step. My first step in, all right, let's get everyone around the table. And with that, I was able to, one week we planned out our Thanksgiving, we keep playing, and we also have been able to kind of talk about Some of the topics that I just, I think of like, oh, I want to ask them about this, but I don't want to ask them in in passing and so forth. So that's been working really well. Obviously, they're receptive because who doesn't like to eat out? Not me, but children-wise. So this week was my birthday. And so I, we went out for my birthday for dinner And at that dinner, I said, I really want to get back to eating all together at a table because that's that was one of our bad things is that we were eating kind of together, but we were watching a show and then everyone would kind of flake off into their own times. So we weren't even finishing this show. I really want us to sit at the table all together at the same time. What is it going to take? 
I could see what was happening, but I can't control them, nor can I motivate them to want to do it. So my first suggestion was, do you want to play a game? Because that's kind of our draw to eating out. And Zane was like, I don't need a game to play or to come to the table. He's my, I'll do whatever you say, mom. But he has activities until at least 6, 6.30. So thus it needs to be, which we were eating actually closer to eight when it was all said and done. And they have, they get an hour of screen time from eight to nine. So thus, if we were eating at eight, they were just like gobbling it down so that they could go get their screen, which was infuriating to me, but yet I wasn't making their dinner earlier. Long story longer, my friends. This is what we came up with. We will eat dinner by 6.30. We will sit at a table. We do record one show. We watch The Amazing Race. On Thursdays, we will watch as a family while we eat dinner, Amazing Race, and we will watch it in its completion because we will be done eating by like 7.30 and then they can take showers, finish up their homework, and then have their screen from eight to nine and all is well in the world. And oh yeah, now they have time to help me clear off the table, put the food away, so on and so forth. Now, I could have just come and had like having a family meeting. Here's the edict. This is how we're doing family dinners now and so forth. And we might have gotten to the same end result, but it would have been it would have been my idea and not theirs and it could very easily have just started to fall off. But when it is a collective notion where all of us are in this together and yes, let's come up with this plan, it is, it's going to be more widely accepted and, and there's more longevity to it as opposed to how many flipping times have we started strong? We have started strong and we're doing this thing. And then, and once we get a little tired, we let it go and everyone else is like, oh, thank God she stopped doing that. So we don't have to do that anymore. So that's my ideas on how you can then take that from something that you do yourself to something that you do as a family. And this is what puts us, setting us up for success. This can be used for anything, anything within your work, anything within your life, anything within your job, your at-home job responsibilities. Look at the problem. What do you want to see? What is standing in your way? And then you've got to build it because knowing is not enough. I hope you can take these actionable steps and put them into action today. For one aspect of your life that has been falling short and not waiting until after the holidays. It's these types of exercises that help us thrive in a time when we otherwise are just hoping to survive. And join me in the Come to Center Challenge. It's low risk and no cost. In other words, it's a no-brainer. Join me there. And next week, 
I'm going to talk about how we work on making meaningful connections and new friends in this new chapter of life.